welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, West Virginia. Welcome to Positively West Virginia. Every week we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. Our goal is to motivate and educate our listeners with these inspirational business stories. There are many positive things happening in West Virginia business that most people don't ever hear about. We're working to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find a great career or business opportunity. Those are right here in our state. All of our guests are people who are absolutely getting it done in business in West Virginia, and I'm convinced we can all learn a lot from their experiences and their stories. This week, we're going to learn about Katie Orr Dove and her company, Orr's Farm Market. Katie, are you ready to get down to business? I sure am. All right, Katie, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast to share your story this week. Katie Ordove is one of the owners, and she's the GM at Orr's Farm Market, located in Martinsburg, West Virginia, in Berkeley County. Katie Ordove is a third-generation farmer and entrepreneur at George Orr and Sons Incorporated, also doing business as Orr's Farm Market. This 550-acre farm is located, as I said, in Martinsburg, West Virginia, and has been in operation since 1954. Katie's grandfather, George S. Orr Jr., was the founder of the business and started a legacy of innovation, hard work, and perseverance in the Orr family. Katie attended Shepherd College and graduated in 2002 with a bachelor's degree in elementary education. After teaching for five years, she decided to return to the farm to manage the retail market. She's been back at the farm for the past 14 years and has brought new ideas for tourism, entertainment, school tours, and expansion of the retail market business. The market now employs 68 local citizens with a large number of high school and college students. Katie hopes to spread a passion for agriculture and motivate young people to appreciate the different seasons on the farm. I invited Katie on the show today to talk about her company, to share her story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into their business in West Virginia. Katie, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Well, our business is open year-round because we have cold storages and we pack fruit um, for grocery stores. But my season is mainly from May through we're finishing up now. So around November 1st is the busy tourism season mm-hmm. um, at our farm market. Yeah. And we pretty much start in May with pick your own strawberries. And we have events going on every weekend um, for, from then until now, seven days a week. So um, it's just nice to kind of look back on our season now and kind of celebrate all the things that we accomplished this, this year. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Katie, you know, as I mentioned in your in your intro, you know, you were a school teacher. You did that for five years. What got you? What was the draw to get back into the family farm business? Well, my family, I thank them for not pushing me to feel like I had to be a farmer. Um, they always had us be part of the business and help. You know, since we were young children, we were expected to help out in one way or another. Yeah. Um, and we always enjoyed, you know, being a part of the farm. There were eight of us um, girls amongst the three brothers, and all of us cousins would always help out. 
And uh, so that the teacher position that I took, I loved it, but I just always felt like it wasn't going to be forever. Mm-hmm. And um, so the one summer I decided I was going to take our produce to a farmer's market or two in the city um, just so that I could still feel like I was part of the farm you know, during the summer season. Yeah. And it really just reignited a passion for sharing our story with customers and mm. just seeing how excited people got about the produce. And it just kind of brought it all back to the point where I felt like I really wanted to return to the farm. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a cool story. And I could see that, you know, that you know, you have this legacy that, that your your grandfather really started, right? And then now you you're you're in there doing it and uh, that's gotta be extremely rewarding. It is. You just have this passion, and it's just it's just kind of part of your soul. You know, it, it, the farm is your soul, and mm-hmm. it's just everything about you. And it's it's really hard to take a farmer from the farm. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. hear a lot of stories about that, about how how hard it is to separate you from your land and your what you do for a living. Yeah, um, because you've been doing it since you were little. Well, I've never been to your location there. It sounds amazing with 550 acres, and I, I, I had a chance to look at your website and see some of the photographs, and it's just amazing the different types of produce that you guys are growing right there. And I want to talk a little bit about that, but really your your position in the family business is really the GM, one of the GMs, for, and you're basically focusing on the farm market, right? So tell yeah. us tell us the, the 32nd uh, pitch that you have for Orr's Farm Market. In other words, what is it that you uh, you tell people that you do there? Well, we're all about local foods. Um, we sell a lot of our own things that we grow in our garden. Um, and then, of course, we have our own tree fruits year-round. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also want to educate the public about how we grow things and involve them in pick-your-own fruits and vegetables wholesome family fun, you know, fun that they can come out on the weekend and enjoy some bluegrass music, mm. have a food truck, um, just the whole experience, not just, you know, a retail shop that they're coming to buy local foods from. And we, we sell goods from a lot of West Virginia and other local people that are producing a food product that they're proud of. So it's always fun to share other people's food products with the public. Um, so it's great food, but it's also an experience, you know, all wrapped up into that. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds amazing just just listening to you talk about it. I, I think that's really cool. So, talk a little bit about um, your farming practices there at Orris Farm. Uh, you know, can you get, dive into that a little bit? You mentioned kind of educating people. Give us a little bit of uh, background on your farming practices. Sure. Um, well, my dad is in charge of all of our growing, and that's how we kind of divvy out our different jobs. And he is honestly a professional at what he does. He's I mean, he's been doing it his whole life, and the fruit that we grow here is probably the best tree fruit that you can get anywhere around. Mm. Um, we have customers, you know, that make make it a, a yearly trip or a seasonal trip when they're coming up or down 81 just because they know when they get apples from our farm, they're going to be the best they can get. If they get peaches, they're going to just be the most flavorful and delicious that they can get. Yeah. Um, so things that he's learned over the years, um, he always incorporates into his farming um, he uses a integrated pest management program um, where they're doing soil sampling. They're trapping bugs um, to see when, you know, if you might have an, a harmful insect when it reaches a threshold that you'd have to treat for that, that certain pest um, without hurting your beneficial insects. Mm. Um, so we're using programs like mating disruption. Um, and we, we did a grant with the government, uh, with the USDA, probably 10 years ago. We did it for several years. 
um, to work on meeting disrupt disruption of harmful insects. Mm -hmm. And um, that grant is coming around, and we're going to jump on board of that again this coming year, I believe. Mm. Um, and it just kind of it helps you be able to cut back on insects that are causing you trouble without hurting the beneficial ones at the same time. Yeah. So one of uh, the earlier this fall, my wife and I went to a little pick your own farm here in in West Virginia, in our area. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. located in Morgantown. This was down in uh, Marion County, and one of the things that, that kind of struck me was, you know, this idea of the of of, of doing. And obviously, it's very difficult to have organic. Um, uh, tree fruit, especially in West Virginia, with our climate yeah. and everything, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. uh, but doing it in a responsible way to to minimize and, uh, the impact with uh, pesticides and so forth. And this lady um, was into uh, beekeeping as well. Now, do you guys do that yeah. kind of thing as well on the on the farm? Yes, we have beehives all over the farm at certain times of the year, yeah. and we rent them from different bee people. Hmm. Yeah, and then we sell the honey at the store. We have four different um, apiaries that we sell their honey in our market. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Well, Katie, what's one of the things that you would say is the the, the thing, I guess, the thing that you're most excited about for your company right now? What's What would that one thing be? Um, well, we're coming off of our probably most successful season of the that we've ever had before. Wow. And what excites me most is just the number of guests that we're getting and mm. just the, the number of positive reviews that we've had this season. Um it just makes me feel like the changes that we're making um, are going over well with the customers. And I've, the customers, I really believe that what has made us so successful over the years is we're hearing what they want, and we're changing those things about our business. And so it's always great to see the positive return, yeah. you know, that because, you know, sometimes it's not the easy thing to do, the thing that the customer wants, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. um, if you keep listening to, like, the resounding theme every season of what they're asking for, and you do that, mm. um, it's just so great to just see the rewards, you know, and see the happy faces and 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 hear all good things when they're coming off the hay wagon. Absolutely. What's one of those things, you know, people say, well, you got to listen to your customers. Yeah, you got to listen to it. Then you got to actually implement some of those things if they make good sense, right? Right. And sometimes it's things that we don't, we know we don't want to do. <laughs> and so, you know, there's going to be some things that you're like, huh, you know, huh, it's not my thing, you know. Um, but, you know, because not everything's right for each family. And so for us, our family has to decide what which direction we want the business sure, to go. Yeah. But overall, you know, with the pick your own, which is what people have always asked us for. And um, we just finished planting thousands of trees last spring mm. on a trellis system so we can start doing pick your own apples. Mm. Because for that us, that's the number one request that we are receiving the last few years. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's a really big um, logistical undertaking, kind of working out where the trees will be, can, how do you get the customers to the trees, you know, and how does the, tr the customer traffic work, and how do you mm. charge them, and mm -hmm. um, how do you keep them safe? So I'm really excited to see that coming together and seeing those trees go in the ground, and the trellises are just beautiful. It's kind of like looking at a vineyard out mm. every window of my farm market right now. That's awesome. It's a really um, beautiful sight. Yeah, you, it sounds like you have a lot to be excited about. Katie, what's the, you know, the geographic market that you serve? You mentioned right there at, on, along 81 in Martinsburg, but what's like, what's, where's the mm -hmm. core of your traffic come from? Um, the core of my traffic is local, um, mostly from Berkeley County. And then also we have some people that come from Jefferson or Morgan. Maybe mm -hmm. They might come every couple weeks, you know, to get their fruits and vegetables. And then we're also getting a lot of customers coming from Winchester and Hagerstown, mm -hmm. um, 
maybe they're coming just once a season or maybe they're coming once a month. And then, you know, we get those several customers that come, they just make it part of their daily or their yearly travel. Yeah. If they take an annual trip to Florida, they make sure they always stop and load up on their way down. That's very cool. Well, I, I could imagine this is almost, um, well, of course, agriculture is extremely important in West Virginia, and then tourism is extremely important. It's one of the largest uh, economic Im, uh, impact uh, indicators that we have is is tourism. So you've got agriculture and tourism. So it's like that whole agritourism model. Is, is that kind of a safe yeah. safe thing to say? Yep, that's what we're all about, and that's what customers are excited about. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the easy thing would be to just have a retail market, and um, but it just doesn't bring enough foot traffic through for me to to just do that. So. Yeah kind of the the big crowds allow me to keep everything really fresh Mm. and move the, you know, move the product. So that way I can always have the best fruit because, you know, it's turning over really quickly and nothing's sitting. Yeah, absolutely. Katie, what would you say is the best thing about being in business in the state of West Virginia? Um, I think just the, you know, West Virginia is just like the slogan. It's wild and it's wonderful. And as kids, we would go and visit all the different state parks and, you know, Seneca Rocks, Canadian Valley. And I've just always really loved the state. Mm-hmm. And I want other people to feel proud of our state like I do. Um, so I think the best part is just sharing a love for West Virginia and making people of Martinsburg feel proud of their town. Yeah. Um, I've had a couple people this year just say, you know, Orr's Farm Market is like, a treasure of our community. Hmm. I've had several people say that, and that's the first year I've heard that. And um, that's that got to make you feel, feel good. So good, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I mean, we want to improve our town. You know, we want to make the kids in Martinsburg feel like they want to stay here. Hmm. They want to have a business here, maybe you know, hmm. and do something for a living and not leave. Yeah. So easy to go to Winchester or Hagerstown because yeah. everything's so close. Yeah, and that's quite honestly, that's the purpose of the show. We started this uh, almost two years ago. And it's to really shine a light on people just like yourself and, and your family, what you're doing there in Martinsburg, to say, look, you know, we, we have a, uh, you know, mass exodus, it seems. Every single year, we're, we're the, one of the only mm-hmm. states in the country that's losing population, and it's mainly our young people. You know, and they're leaving, and it's like, look, we have opportunities here. Let's foster these. You know, let's make sure that we're, we have more or farm markets in West Virginia so that our young people have a place to stay and, and grow a business and have a have a good lifestyle, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Katie, you know, obviously um, our show is called Positively West Virginia, and we're trying to talk about the positive things, but I always like to ask our uh, entrepreneurs that we have on the show to talk about your worst business moment. I feel like there's a, a, a lot we can learn going through those tough times in a business because it's not all you know, it's not all rainbows and butterflies, right? So uh, take us to that that place uh, that you can remember is your worst business moment. Kind of share that story with us. Um, probably it would be for me two years ago. Um, there was there was two brothers in our business, my dad and his brother. Two years ago, the beginning of October, which for me is like the middle of crazy season. Right. Um, my dad pulled me aside and he said, you know, the other brother wants to leave the business. We're splitting the farm and any farmer can understand the security of your farm. You know, for me, my farm is a security blanket for me. This, you know, this has always been here, you know, a thousand acres is a lot of property, which is what we grew up on here. Mm -hmm. 
you know, when you have a thousand acre property wrapping you up in safety, you just feel like it's always going to be here. Mm. And, um, you know, when you're coming from a business, it's a family business. There's so many different personalities involved and, and not everybody always wants to go the same direction. Right. Right. Um, so for them, they, they battled that, you know, where my uncle didn't want to do the tourism and, and it is a lot of risk and it's a lot of craziness and not everybody wants to do that seven days a week. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I definitely respect that. Um, but for me, it was a really hard time of just, you know, trying to get back on my feet and feeling like, okay, we can do this. Just, you know, my husband and my dad and I had to kind of restructure how the whole business was going to run and mm. who was going to take those different, you know, because it's a fairly large business. We have 150 employees when you count the packing shed and the pickers and, wow. um, you know, just kind of thinking without a business management background, how am I going to restructure this whole business, you know, to continue running and not to go, and not go out of business? Yeah. yeah. So what was... So what, for me, yeah. that was... What, what was the really one, tough year. Katie, what was the one takeaway you could share from that experience? What, what's what's the one thing um, you learned from that, that, that time in your life? From that time in my life, I had to look at why. Why am I here? You know, why am I doing this every day? And um, who are my who are my boosters and my supporters? And each one of us has, like, friends or prayer partners, mm. um, important people in your life that are encouragers, right? Right. Just like the whole point of this show. Yeah. Um, and the point of me telling the story is just that you need to boost yourself up by what your customers are saying and by what your, your core group of friends are saying and really find your why for being here. Mm. You know, why am I doing this? Why am I going to put the work into this That's awesome. to get myself up? That's awesome. That's um, a great. Uh, and not to great, give up. Yeah, and don't ever give up. Great lessons right there for sure. That's awesome. Uh, Katie, I want to take a, a second just to mention some of the sponsors that we have for Positively West Virginia. They are the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these companies and organizations that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Once again, our guest today is Kathy Orr Dove with Orr's Farm Market, based in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Katie, let's get back into it. What's the vision that you have now that you've kind of made this separation and the, the, you know, the brothers have kind of gone their directions here? What's the vision that you have for Orr's Farm Market long-term, the farm and the farm market? Um, well, we're going to keep growing. The farm market, the retail portion of our business is growing so rapidly. Mm -hmm. um, we have new buildings you know, in the works. We're always thinking about um, what kind of structures we need to put up to help handle the custom, like register buildings. And, um, this year we en enlarged our pumpkin patch and we're renovating this beautiful old dairy barn. Hmm. Um, so we have a lot of fun possibilities with that, you know, adding new attractions to that pumpkin patch and new yeah. animals and taking people out in the spring to see the babies, you know, the baby animals. When How they're cool born. is that? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really just kind of, Wrapping that up with the new pick your own, you know, just how are we going to handle all the different customers that are coming? And that's the part that I love most is the planning and the mm. the growth and trying to figure out what's the next thing. Yeah, play to your strengths, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. that's, that's very cool. How do you attract uh, new customers, new people to the farm and to the market? Um, social media has just been one, it's been a blessing and a curse, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, you gotta monitor it all the time and answer questions like mm -hmm. through the night, you know, yeah. people will be Facebooking, messaging me questions. And, um, 
but gosh, it's just been wonderful. And we've worked with a Platinum PR, which is a local PR company that helps us with some blogging and things on our website. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, yeah, just those social media posts and just getting people to to be aware of all the different things that we offer. And of course, the visuals, the photos, everything on on a farm is beautiful with food and trees and mountains. And it looks amazing. um, The photos on your website. And I got to hand it to your blog is awesome, too. You got all sorts of recipes on there. I was uh, I was checking out one. It was uh, Oh, my gosh. What was it for? It was a uh, it was a pumpkin recipe. It was uh, one of the most recent uh, blog uh, posts that you had, and it was uh, it just looked awesome. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that out. I have to get on that this week <laughs> for sure. It's, either that, or I was very hungry when I read it. I don't know. <laughs> so, Katie, what's one of the you know you're over there in Martinsburg. I, I, it, you know, it seems like that's one of the growth areas of West Virginia, just like Monongalia County, which is where I'm at right right at this moment in Morgantown. What's one of the biggest challenges you guys face right now? What's what's that what's that look like? Um, for me, staffing was really tricky this year. I have to run the farm as it grows. I had to, you know, have at least 70 employees right. um, during our busy season. And because it's seasonal, that makes it extra tricky because you have to lay them off at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to rehire everybody again mm-hmm. and have them all trained up for May. Um, so that can be, you know, pretty tough. So for mm-hmm. me, what I go- do is try to have a nice mix of different age groups. Um, I do hire a lot of teenagers, um, and just working with all of their schedules, that's mm. a, that's a real challenge. Yeah, no doubt. It sounds like it'd be a kind of a juggling act at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. What's one piece of advice you would give to young business owners and maybe some aspiring entrepreneurs in the state of West Virginia? What's, what would, uh, what would be the thing that you would tell them? Um, I would take whatever they're passionate about and venture out of the state, go see what other places are doing that are doing it well. Um, and just grab ideas from them and not try to do everything all at once. Because mm-hmm. for me, when I first started, I got discouraged with myself when I couldn't have a huge farm market with a bakery and a, you know, everything else that I wanted to do all at once. Mm-hmm. So just focus on one thing, you know, each couple of years and keep adding something one one, on, one enterprise at a time. Mm, I like that idea. That's, that's excellent advice. I, there's an acronym, FOCUS. Follow one course until successful. And I think that's what you're talking exactly. about there. Yeah. Because you can have it all. it's easy to give up. Yeah, you can't have it all. You st- can't have it like this instant, right? you got to build it and you got to work it and you got to see what, what's resounding with your customers and listening to them like we talked about a few minutes ago. I think that's all part of it. So that's great advice. And especially, you know, you were what 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 grade were you teaching when you were in um, in the school system? I was teaching kindergarten. Kindergarten, okay. <laughs> so you were you were uh, you know really uh, molding these uh, these young folks, and and you had this uh, this drive to kind of get out of the education and get back to the the family farm that was calling your your you know your soul back to that that realm. So you have experience talking with these these younger people, even if they're five or six years old, right? So that's pretty cool. What's one thing you do every day, Katie, that you think contributes to your success? Um, in all honesty, I pray every morning on my way here. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's been just every time I turn around, there's a new challenge. Mm. And I pray every day on my way to work the whole way here just for the safety of my guests, um, that my team will feel like family, and that God will put enough money in my bank account to do the next day. 
<laughs> there you go. That's great. That's that's very uh, transparent and honest. I appreciate you uh, sharing that with us. What's one resource mm-hmm. that you use in your business that you just can't live without? Maybe it's a piece of software or something like that. Um, I have two things I really love. Um, yeah. One is Humanity. It's an app that I use for scheduling. Huh. And so when you're balancing the different schedules of 70 people and trying to communicate with 70 people and make sure they all know what's going on at your farm, um, that is, has been wonderful for me. And so it's a it's an app for staffing and that's scheduling. Awesome. And, I've never heard of that. I'm going to check payroll. it out. Yeah, that's very cool. Awesome. And then the other thing would be our Clover, our Clover stations we just got last year. Um, that we we put downstairs in place of our old-fashioned cash registers, and they just track um, our sales, and they track which things are moving and which things aren't, and help mm. us keep up with inventory and ordering, which That's, is a challenge. Yeah, that sounds like a great piece of technology for sure. What's one book that you would recommend for aspiring business people? Um, honestly, I haven't been reading lately. <laughs> I've been working until I can't. You know, and I get home and I see my children. Oh, I um, I've been on Audible, and so I do. I use Audible at night just sure. for my personal, just for um, relaxation yeah. to get me off of social media yes. and just relax my brain for oh, a little bit. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I. Um, I, f- I thought for sure you were going to mention uh, Simon Sinek's "Start with Why" when you were talking about finding your why a minute ago, but uh, that's that's pretty that's pretty funny. Uh, so. Obviously, you've got you've got a team of, of people that you're leading. I want to ask you, um, maybe you can share a thought or two on the subject of leadership and, and your philosophy on leadership. Sure. Um, I one of the things that was hard for me as a teacher is that when I see people, I see their strengths, mm. and I don't like to grade people on what they're not good at. I like to look at people and see what they do well and try to build them up in that area. And so not everybody's going to be wonderful and register. Not everybody's going to be fabulous at telling others what to do. Um, so I just try to put people where I see that they enjoy it and where I think their natural strengths are. Mm. And then I just really believe in positive reinforcement and just letting them know that they're appreciated and that they're part of our family. And um, I like to be present. I'm here all the time. I don't know how people, CEOs do it when they have multiple locations. Um, but I just think your relationship is everything, mm. you know, with your staff. And and it's hard for me with 70 people to make them all feel important. But mm. we really try to reach out to each person yeah. and let them know that we couldn't do it without them. That's excellent. I, I love the uh, the thought that you have on getting the the right people on the right seats in the bus. I think that's so important, and uh, I think that uh, I appreciate you sharing that. On the flip side of that, what do you think it takes to uh, to be an effective follower? Uh, for the staff to be followers? Yeah. Yep. I think they have to um, believe in the vision. Mm. You know, so when they come to my farm— if I if they feel like this farm is not an authentic place, you know, if they feel like I'm just feeding my customers a load of crap, you know, they what I'm selling my customer has to be authentic. Mm. And so when I say that I think we have the best fruit, we have to actually make sure we have the best fruit, you know, or they're not gonna be able to carry that vision onto the customer. So um, mm. just you know, trying to be who we say that we're gonna be. And when we tell them that we care about them and we tell them we care about the customer and that we're going to treat the customer correctly, 
you know, as an employee, I would not want to have to work for some place that that didn't want me to treat the customer as I would want to treat them. Mm. So yeah, we try to make it easy on the staff to do the right thing. Yeah. I'm going to give you a a little homework assignment. Okay. (laughs) This is available on Audible, but I I mentioned Simon Sinek a second ago with uh, Start With Why, but he has a new book out that just came. It was probably 10 days ago or was released and he, it's called um, The Infinite Game. And it's an excellent, it's an easy read. I, I did it on, um, on iBooks uh, audio, and uh, he talks about this concept of just cause, and that's exactly what you're talking about there, getting your team to buy into this this cause, right? And uh, I think mm-hmm. you would love that chapter for sure, but uh, yeah, pick it up. It's a, it's a, <laughs> I always have, ask people what their favorite books, so I'm giving you a, a good one here, This and it's it's an easy, an easy listen. Book. I'll add that to the playlist. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Simon Sinek, um, Infin- The Infinite Game. Really great, great, uh, great book. Uh, so, Katie, uh, you know, how, what's, the, first of all, is there anything that, that we didn't cover here that you think would, you know, would be significant to our audience today? I don't know. The only thing I can think is just West Virginia is just such a varied state. You know, everybody's dealing with their different geographical issues yeah, or strengths. Right. And um, I know that what works for me in Martinsburg isn't going to work for everybody. Mm-hmm. But gosh, isn't it great to be an entrepreneur because mm. we can make it whatever we want it to be. Yeah, that's beautiful. So, you know, that. there's just so many possibilities out there and it's exciting when you think about the fact that it's all in your hands. It really is. And I, I honestly, I believe, you know, there's several things that are going to be um, leading to West Virginia being, you know, maximizing our potential or, how, you know, seeing our full destiny come into fruition or however you want to say it. But, you know, small business, entrepreneurs, people just like yourself and your family farm doing it day in and day out, providing jobs, providing opportunity for providing, you know, goods and services to the public. That's that's the root of it. I mean, that that is it. And and the more we can encourage people to uh, to start these companies and start, you know, start a, you know, I had um, uh, J.Q. Dickinson Saltworks. I know that you carry their products um, there in, in your market. We had them on and just, you know, how they were able to. Uh, to take this this resource that they had and, and really make a business out of it. It's pretty amazing, you know. So um, I, I love what you're doing, and I think it's uh, I think it's really fantastic. How can our listeners learn more about your company and maybe even get in touch with you if they wanted to come over for a day and uh, you know kind of see what you guys are are doing there at um, Ors Farm? Sure. Um, they can check out our website at orsfarmmarket.com. Um, they can also get on our Facebook page or our Instagram. Okay. I answer all of the Facebook messenger yeah. messages. So feel free to reach out you know, if they have any questions or if they'd want to schedule a special visit. And um, yeah, they, we welcome everyone. We're, we're going to be here all season long. We're looking at doing fresh turkeys for Thanksgiving this year oh for the gosh. first time. And so we're going to cool. be selling West Virginia Christmas trees for the first time. All right. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, I tell you, um, it's it's very enticing, and we'll put the links to all those social media and the uh, website and everything on our, um, uh, you know, on the podcast show notes at positivelywv.com. Uh, Katie, I just want to tell you again, it's been a real honor to have you on the podcast. Uh, I think what you're doing is really great, and I just encourage you to keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. 
Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Katie Orr Dove and Orr's Farm Market in Martinsburg, West Virginia, our hope is that we in some way inspire you and motivate you by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And of course, we appreciate all of your comments and encouragement as well. And, uh, and please continue to share these stories on your social media channels. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.